Hello there. And welcome to the Forced Discussions with Hope and Kevin. High school is such a serious place. These, These problems, problems matter. matter. Only in Sunnydale. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that Family Guy reference is talking about One Tree Hill, which that's a very accurate, like, every problem they had was so dramatic and the most serious problem they'll ever go through in their whole life. Because this is high school. Because it's high school and it's a serious place and these problems matter. But we are not talking about One Tree Hill. We're no. talking about another high school that is in Sunnydale, California. Yes. You we are guessed talking it. talking about Buffy the Vampire Swayer. Buffy the Slayer of Vampires um, as... Later in the series, another character references it that way. We are finally talking about Buffy. Oh, you've been asking about this, and I've been like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up, no. I do love Buffy. I'm a huge fan. I have oh, watched... really? Shut the fuck up. I have watched it. We have more it. references to Buffy the Vampire Slayer in most of our podcasts. Well, I wouldn't say most, but I do... If there's If there is something... Apropos, something that is poignant or connects to Buffy, if it's a reference, then yes, I'm going to bring it up. Sometimes there is no reference. You just find a way. Sometimes I just want to bring up Buffy. So (laughs) You're like, you know what's kind of similar? This thing happened in Buffy. And you know what? It's made me hate Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So now I I get to watch it by watching it it by my own merit. No, I think that by watching it, you will come to appreciate it. It is... I'll say this. If you can... Get behind Orville, you yeah, can get I, behind Buffy. That's true. Sorry, Kevin is yawning. He's already bored with Buffy. Wait, wait, we're not done? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, <laughs> you asshole, we are just talking about the series uh, premiere of yep. Buffy. We, did, we watched the first The episode. first episode, which is called Welcome to the Hellmouth. Yep. And I was trying to see if I could... It would tell me when this premiered. March 10th, 1997. That was 25 years ago. Yay, we're doing a 25th anniversary. Yes, yay, we'll put it that way. We're celebrating the 25th anniversary <laughs> of Buffy by rewatching it. Only the first step, I mean, the whole series. We're going to do the whole series. <laughs> Listen, it might take us seven it's, years. It's but... going to take us seven years to do a 25th anniversary. Well, it might take us a little while, but we're going to do it uh, because I love this show. And I think you'll like it. Of course, we're going to, it's not all going to be Buffy love. There's going to be criticism and I, jokes. I and, know I laughed like four times in the opening of this, where well, just, just the opening itself was just hilarious to me. It was just. Well, before we, uh, before we get to the opening, I'm just going to make sure that I leave a little space for my awesome, like, what is it called, theme song that we created for our Buffy rewatch. We did. So I will, I did. Yeah, you, I don't, you don't, don't fucking do don't, anything. Don't, don't you don't do, do anything. anything. I want to be very clear. I, I do nothing. Um, uh, sorry, I didn't do anything. My wife looked online to see how many people are actually listening to this, and she looked at me and had the best reaction of, there's more than one person listening to this. There's, so there's 15. Like consistently 10 to 15 people listen to the podcast. So, so thank you to every person in that our, we know. In our immediate family. I do know my boss, Steve, listens to these, which is hilarious because, or he like listens to it like, I, I think he, there's some, there was one time he's like, I don't listen to any of them. I go, I, so I don't either. No, <laughs> I, no I, shit. I don't listen to it at all. I feel bad because sometimes you're like, did you listen to our podcast? I'm like, no. The only reason I listen to it is because I have to edit it. But anyway, we yeah, are going to do but our I, Buffy. I, fun. 25th anniversary rewatch. So enjoy. All the people and Steve. Thank you. Thank you for listening. So, you said before uh, the intro that you 
um, laughed at the beginning, the opening of this episode. What made you laugh? Because I'm going to let you, you right, bring so, up the so points the whole, that you the thought. Whole, the whole thing starts with them breaking into a high school, which I was like... Who? Who's who's they? Just the teenagers, because that's yes. all the show is. It's just one group of teenagers to another group of teenagers. One, one thing that's we how did... I noticed in this whole damn first episode, is it's just one group of teenagers from the other, and they don't introduce... Any of them. Well, also, there's no adult supervision. So, like no, you'll no. see throughout the episode, like these kids there's are just. A, there's a scene later. I'm gonna like. No, I know that there's no adult supervision. But right now, they're breaking right now. into so a high school. So it's like late at night. They're breaking no security. In. No, I will give the guy credit. He wrapped up his jacket and broke the window. You know what? Good job. And then after like a couple of scenes, I think I asked you like, "Oh, what's going on with like you know that's just like fast editing?" And she just goes, "Yeah, there was no budget." For this, oh my god! And I so can tell there was no budget because a lot of like quick editing was was done to like cover up yeah, many well, things. Yeah, so actually, <laughs> um, I can't believe it's happening so qu- quickly. But um, hopes totally unnecessary <laughs> trivia. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hopes totally unnecessary trivia. Up until the third season, the school set had only one hallway, and the bronze was actually just an old warehouse. So their set was limited to, like... Oh, and then Buffy's house was an actual house. So it was the library was a library. Well, the library was just like a a hallway, and they—I mean, it was—I mean, the library was a library, but like it was just the library in the hallway, and like that, and and like one classroom. That's it. Oh, I could definitely tell because I kept I kept watching people. Like you could tell people down the hallway were taking a left, and like they kind of just and then that was it. They almost wanted to like like there was clearly someone off there going like keep walking, (laughs) just. into one exactly. <laughs> just keep walking and then single back because I, I know there was one person. No more there was one girl. She was in like a blue shirt or something and like just like a very ter- stereotypical backpack. And I saw her walk down the hallway and then loop walk, around. loop around and walk back on the other side of the hallway alone. <laughs> And I'm like, anyone else would be like, get a friend they're like, group. They're like, listen, listen, <laughs> when you're coming, just walk listen, alone. listen, when you're coming down the hallway this way, you're going to be walking with someone. But when you turn around, you're going to be walking alone and people will think you are a different person. Then you like change the backpack or nothing like no. easily. She so, just dropped the backpack. So there's very little, there's very but, little budget. Okay, so the, the show starts off with uh, what, two of the teenagers breaking in a window. Which makes no sense because if this town, because who wants to break into their high school? No, no, but that that that, that wasn't even a thought in my mind. Well, for this, this is right now. For my my thought was, there's no supervision in this whole town. Nope. Granted, there's... I'm watching this from the like from this point of view. Like uh, later on, you kind of realize there's no supervision in the whole town, the school, or anything. They could have just walked in. Why well, are they it's locked? The... So they have to break Where? in. Where the front it, doors are locked. It seems that no one, everyone has a well, key. Well, we don't know yet. We, there's no way to know <laughs> well, that yet. Well, guy breaks into this very small window, too. Like, they like they pick the smallest window to break. Anyway. And then he gets in, he brings his chick in there, and the chick is going, like, why are we here? What is... Are you, you sure? Are you sure? She kept making sure that no one nobody was there. was there. And it was the lovely girl, I can't remember the actress's name. Julie Ben. Julie Ben. She was in Dexter. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Yeah, and she's like, is, is no one here? He's like, no, there's no one. Good. She turns around. But the, the, the camera was perfect. It set up a camera angle like she was going to get be the one well, right, bit, bitten right. by a vampire. And she turns into the vampire. And I'm like, oh, I like that. That was a good switch up. But, right. In which, obviously, if... I'm sure audiences that were watching in 1997, the way they set it up was on purpose to make it seem like the blonde girl's the one who's going to get hurt. She's and the boy is the vampire, but it was a switch and it was great. It was a good um, switch, and then it uh, goes right into this is Buffy the Vampire. Yes, movie, which messed me up because the beginning of before the whole breaking the thing, they did this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, so right then, they the had, then they had the scene, and then they went oh, back now. into it again. And it was like this is the credits. Like why? I don't know any of these characters. Yes. Now I understand why you were so confused. You thought that at the very beginning, when before this episode even starts, it says, you know, in every generation, the Slayer is born, the girl yeah, chosen. Yeah, the whole introduction. So uh, you thought that that was the opening credits, and then there was the scene with Darla and the boy and breaking into the school, and then they have the actual 
actual opening credits. You were like, wait, what's going on? I was like, well, that's the cold open. Yeah. And then they have yeah, the, the opening credits. That would make sense if I've seen an episode, but it's the first episode. Uh, but I understand why they did it that way. And I actually do think it was important because... People only knew Buffy from the movie, and the movie was a little bit different, but he wanted to establish right away what this show was about. And I think that was actually a really smart way to do it, because this was coming in in March, halfway through uh, a season. So the audience needs to know right away what the show is about. Oh, yeah, they were like, yeah, she kills vampires, and their name is Buffy. So we come back from the um, credits, and she is having... Buffy is is having a nightmare. nightmare. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you didn't know that the the show was... The lead character. You know what? If you didn't know, this is But, like, I'm sorry, but when you hear that, you're like, okay, but, like, you know, there's more than just, like, this girl who fights vampires. I know, but, like, she she has, like, nightmares about... Dark things. Yeah, and we shadows. don't know. You know what she's having a nightmare about, but she makes, I know the audience well, doesn't know. quite I don't, know. I don't but know. clearly, you can see vampires. You can see Sunnydale gargoyles. And gargoyles, such, I think. And Stones. just in general, some shady shit. Some red candles for some reason because no one sells red candles. Uh, but no, then then she like wakes up and her mom's like, "Can't be late for your first day of school." And I'm like. Oh, this is totally a '90s show. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like, like I was waiting for. And <laughs> so, uh, in the first episode, we don't actually learn Buffy's mom's name, but it is Joyce. Um, so we finally see Joyce Summers, who becomes like she's a important character throughout the cool. the first that, that's the five great. seasons. Right now, I like her mom. Um, after this episode, uh, I. Fear all children who were raised in the '90s now. Like, oh well, know, yeah, it, because later. I oh mean, God, it's not super important, but like later, later she on, says she's gonna go to a she, club. She says she, she says I don't, oh, wanna, you, I don't want to get in your way. You're 16 now. My two sentences earlier, she says she's going out to a club, club. and I'm like. Oh, you're 16. You're going out to a club. You're a horrible mom. And it's probably not a Friday night. Like it's no, it's our like first day. It's our first day of school. Well, it's it's in March, but it's probably like I said, it's probably not a Friday. They didn't say it was March. They're just saying her no, first day of school. It's the middle of the school year. She's coming it's in, not in the Friday, middle. Friday, the middle of the school year. <laughs> I know. I just said that. So she goes to school and uh, she Meet has James. a meeting with the principal. <laughs> this Flutie. is the best. This is the best and stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. So this guy tries to act like the cool principal. He's like, "No, yeah, here. we don't. We don't we care don't, about your We record. don't care about your past, even if you." Burned down the gym, yeah. and he ripped up her transcript beforehand. And then he starts as he's like saying, "We we don't care about your." Brother. Starts taping it back together, together as as he's like telling her, "Like we don't we you know if you need something, our, our stuff will align." Her like you became. He went uh, from like being her buddy to like threatening her. My name. Uh, people call me Bob. Okay, Bob, but no one calls me but, Bob. But nobody actually does it. Uh, so she leaves the principal's office and runs into Xander, which already he. I googled her outside yep. the, the school. Oh, on his skateboard, which, spoiler alert, I think we only see literally one more time in the whole series. But he's a, you know why? Because he's a he horrible skateboarder. I think in the first episode, like, wow, he stinks at this. Let's never have him do it again. Well, here's the thing. You could say, like, oh, you know, someone could say, like, oh, that was a mistake. Like, you never see him do it again. But like you said, no, they've established. He's he hor- sucks at it. He's a horrible skateboarder. So somebody finally convinced him, like, just get and it he, up, buddy. And uh, what is it? Uh, he bumps into, first he sees her go in. I Googles her till he falls over, mm-hmm. comically. And then Willow, the nerdiest nerd that ever nerded, yeah. walks into him going, like, oh, hi. And he, he asks for help with math. Help with math. What's the problem? The math. the math. Meaning he doesn't <laughs> know anything about math. But he, they then, like, another friend comes over. Jesse? Jesse, I think. But as soon as I saw this guy, as <laughs> soon as I saw him, I'm like, all right, let's see if you're an important character. Every time the camera could not be on him, it was not on him. Like, it was so, like, <laughs> let's cut him out of the frame now. And I was like, you're going to be really, really, like, they need to save you for something? Or you're going to die really quick. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, he didn't die, but he, he just, just other stuff happens to him. But still, they, like, show him later as, like, Buffy is trying to, like, make friends with Willow because she wants to pass school. 
Which is well, actually so they do a good establish reason. right away that Willow is the bookworm. They establish right away. Oh, that Cornelia. She's Cordelia. Oh, that Cordelia, Nelia, whatever her name Cordelia. is. Cordelia. That, um, but she's they establish the that Willow is a dork and she's good with tutoring math. and math and like whatever. But um, when Xander bumps into Buffy, a stake falls out of her purse and she forgets it and he picks it up and is like, oh, okay. Um, but he holds on to it. Better, Cordelia pepper spray. Cordelia befriends um, Buffy because she's new and she heard she came from LA and I and I know I think like the school in in this universe that she came from was kind of popular and just being in LA period. So she thinks Buffy's going to be like the cool the cool kid, uh, the new cool kid for her crew. And so Buffy is like nice to Cordelia cuz Cordelia is nice to her. And then, and then we learn very very quickly she is the mean girl um and she's very rude. She <laughs> insults Willow's outfit and says something like um it's nice to see you found the softer side of Sears. And you know, which whatever. even in my high school, I would not have known what that is because it means I was like a nerd. you know, she got her clothes out of a Sears catalog, like for kids, like it's just very I, childish yeah. looking, but anyway. So, um, Buffy is a little bit like, oh, I, I don't know if I like that. Like, she kind of looks horrified when Cordelia is being such a bitch, but um, she goes to the library though, because so she goes to the library goes. because she has to get. Some books. By the way, Xander had to go get some books from the library as well. They established. Yeah, that but that really wasn't quick. this scene. So that comes later. Yeah. But Buffy goes in first, just looking for like a history book or whatever. And Giles, we meet Giles. Here is a little jingle for Giles. Giles, the bookman. Rupert, the librarian. Or just Giles, the G-Man. First thing I said when I, I they showed me the library, why is there a cage in the back? Oh, that was, <laughs> what's so funny is I was like, I kind of was expecting you to bring it up, and then I was like, well, it's probably not going to be that prominent. No, there's, no the cage it, they, is so obvious. It's so obvious. There's a cage behind him. And he's the new librarian. The new librarian. Listen. How do you have time for this? Listen, I don't know about you, <laughs> but my high school did not have a cage in it. If he... Which, this cage is very important, not just for housing weapons and, and sacred books and mystical books and shit. Also, in the future, it, it benefits them in other ways and also hurts them in other ways. But it is very obvious. There's an open cage. Now, you can't see what's in it, but it's still, like, fucking weird. It's just weird weird because you walk in there's a desk to the right there's books on a shelf to the straight ahead and then to the left is a cage like th- like it's not even like oh behind that book thing i have some very technical things there is a locker in the back no no he doesn't whole- reference it Cage and he no no one references cage. So he she gets excited because he knows exactly who she is because he is her watcher, which apparently and a watcher watches. is <laughs> a watcher watches. I mean, kinda because they don't really fight, but a watcher is uh, like somebody a who uh, like a mentor, like a like a Jedi master. Let's put it that way. She is a Padawan, except he doesn't actually. Have so he's a Jedi skills. ghost. Master. He's a Jedi librarian. He's okay? a Jedi ghost master. And where he can do nothing and he only say, you're, you're, to, use the force. He's supposed to educate her <laughs> about the lore, about vampires, about evil. He's very knowledgeable about even about witchcraft and mystical forces and la la la. She actually asked him because he was giving her books and stuff. Like, so he pulls out, oh, I know uh, exactly what you're looking for. Pulls out oh, this yeah. giant. Like, just huge books sl- slaps it on the table. This dust comes out, which and makes no sense because a- if he's been using it, well, what the no, hell? I don't know. It and it effect. says vampire, but spelled with a Y and no E. And she's like, no, I, I, I definitely don't want that. And She wanted a Spanish book or something. She... No, she wanted a history book. <laughs> Never. I was just going to say, though, she bamanos. Yeah. She she gets the F out of there, so she leaves. Oh, and Giles God. is like, 
oh, I must be mistaken then. Like, how I must have made a mistake. Which how could make, this happen? How could I make a mistake? I only know there's only one. I'm new only girl. here because he only was relocated to Sunnydale. Yeah, and they made it very vague moving. when they like later on. She's talking to Willow and like, oh, the librarian. Yeah, he's new. He just got here, which still doesn't understand me. The reason for the cage to be already set up. It doesn't make. It's gonna bother oh, me. Oh, so like it's it Giles so long. So Giles didn't bring the cage with him. You're saying like it already must have been there. Well, if he's a brand new, like okay, the only reason yeah he didn't bring it Willow with him. The, goes, the cage existed. Oh, he's really nice. He's really cool. He has these old books, and he's from the British Museum of whatever. That has to dictate. He's been there a couple of weeks. Maybe this school has a self-defense class, and the weapons are kept in the library. In the cage. We're moving on. So, um, Willow, Buffy, Jesse, and Xander are all hanging out outside. And Xander gives back the steak. And she passes it off as um, self-defense because pepper spray is so passe. So, yeah. So, my theory now going into this this whole show is if you're wearing a fall color, a awkward or an awkward color, you're going to die or not be important. Well, and I, sure I, enough, who? Jesse was wearing a bright orange I'm going to write this down because... Um, I got I to gotta make a counter for any aw- yeah. awkward clothing in general. Which, granted, they later in the episode, they kind of describe like What do vampire. you mean by awkward clothing? Like bright Just colors? Aw- bright colors. Whatever, whatever the team is wearing... They're kind of matching a little bit, and then there's awkward color. Oh, so you mean the per- the person who stands out from the from the trio yeah. of Willow, Buffy, Xander? There's, if there's a fourth person, if, no, just if there's just a weird color. Like, yeah, fourth, fifth, whatever the major group is. But if I see an odd color on someone or some or odd clothing, I'm just gonna go, oh man. You had, you had such a good chance, man. Yeah. You, had, you were so yeah. good. It's like the equivalent if, of the red shirt. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll test this theory. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's my theory to start with. with Jesse is the first one in episode and, one. But I mean, he, bright he, orange. Spoiler alert, he doesn't die in this episode. No, so, he but doesn't die. that doesn't mean that he doesn't die, period. Um, so one scene that we skip, but it doesn't matter because they talk about it when they're all out in the quad. A dead guy is found in a locker in one of the girls' lockers in the locker room. In the girls' locker room. Yeah. And uh, the girls are, like, talking. And it's such bad 90s California girl. Oh, my God. Nag. Oh, totally pause. Like, positive, negative. It I, was so I bad. That, that just made up, right? There's no no one talking I fucking hope not. I mean, I, it reminded me of Clueless a little bit. But I hope that I hope was that wasn't super- their, like, look. Like, you two actresses are going to say these lines. I All hope right. it was exaggerated. We just watched Clueless. I hope it was exaggerated. So, anyway, the, the body falls falls out of the locker and it's dead and he Buffy is, is asking yeah. these kind of morbid like macabre but that's cuz Cornelia comes out of left Cordelia core pain in the ass Well yeah well Cordelia's like we can't meet um coach so and so because a guy fell out of Aura's locker and due to the extreme dead guy in Aura's locker. So Buffy asks, like, are there marks? Uh, this or that? And she's like, ew, like, what's wrong with you? So Buffy's like, I gotta go. So she goes to the locker room, which she just, okay, she has super strength because she's the Slayer. And that is part of being the Slayer, which they show. And they talk about it more as the show goes on. But they establish in this episode, she just breaks a handle, like, excuse me, a lock, and goes yeah, like it was nothing. Like, yeah, just break. Which, you know what? I was okay with that. That one made me feel okay. It, like, two scenes ago, you explained that the Slayer has super strength, super speed, and all this other stuff. You know what? Cool. Two scenes later, she uses super strength. That's fine. Whatever. So, that was not a bother for me. I'm so, so she, bothered by the cage. All she right. finds <laughs> the body, and she sees the two neck marks that indicate it was a vampire. And she's like, oh, great. So she's mad, and she goes back to the library to confront Giles because she explains to him that she she was retiring. Like she, no one, it was like this. It was like, (laughs) it was like, listen, I uh, killed a bunch of vampires in LA and burned down my old school's gym. I'm done. I'm done. Right. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you don't really have the choice. Like you are, 
the chosen one, and she brings up a really good point because he says like I'm the watcher and I I hope you prepare and she's like really prepare for what like prepare getting kicked out of school losing all my friends fighting for my life not being able to tell anybody about it because I could endanger their lives like not being able to be a normal teenager like tell me please prepare me for that shit right also and he knows because he's a watcher and he studied it a slayer's life is short most slayers don't live past the age of like 20. Oh. They usually die. So she oh, yeah. knows. By, they know by they're vampires. Like, the one I don't or, or other forces of evil. But what but, I don't get is it's the way they keep saying the Slayers like thing. One's born in a generation. Isn't that generation just one year since each well, one was the I year? guess they shouldn't say. They should have more Slayers. They shouldn't say generation, but like every time a Slayer dies, a new one is born. Okay, that, that's later on. All right. Um,. But yeah, it's like, yeah. So well, the first episode, it does imply a little bit, like from every generation. I guess like every ten years or twenty years. Uh no, it just means like it, honestly, it just means every time a Slayer dies. But right. anyway, so uh, in that scene where Giles and Buffy, you know, discuss whatever, Xander is behind the stacks in the library, and he comes out. Oh. Buffy leaves the library. Giles leaves the library. After they and, explain, he's she's and a vampire and every or he's vampire like, player. what? <laughs> he is because I'm like sorry, but if you're just like a regular kid at a high school in California, and then like this new girl comes to school and the new librarian comes to school, and they're both like, let's talk about vampires. To be fair, the only thing I was looking at Xander when he came behind the bookshelf, he just had a blank expression, but he still had like facial eye cues and everything, and I went. You're almost as good as John Travolta and Pulp Fiction. All I needed to do was turn and like kind of look like someone else was there, and he would have the exact same reaction. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Good for you, man. In the '90s, not a it lot. Worked. It worked out. It worked out for you. You you could have gone places. Um. So then Buffy, uh, for some reason, she decides to go to the Bronze. Oh no! Cornelia said you should come to the bronze. Oh, Cordelia said you the should. Bronze, the bronze, by the so way, is the uh, a, club a club for high school for kids. high school kids because they let anyone in. Yeah, she paid a cover and just walked right in. No ID. I don't think she paid a cover. She, no, she did. I saw her give money to the guy, but later on, I don't they think also didn't her. check her ID because she can't have one because she doesn't have a license yet. Anyway, um, and no, no, what's but, even, no, I'm sorry. What's even worse is the mom, she tells the mom, I'm going to a club tonight. And then in the next sentence, <laughs> the mom goes, well, you're 16 now. Or, no, I don't want to crowd says, you. I'm all, you're almost 16, which implies she's 15. Well, I think she says you are 16, but I know because I've watched the show, she is in fact 15 because they have a whole thing about her turning 16. But, Regardless, she's 15, 16 years say, old. In a course, and she's going to a nightclub in a course on a weeknight. Three minutes, a lot of the whole she is underage just goes right Kate, out the yeah. window. So on her way to the bronze, uh, she bumps into a friend. A mystery man. No, no, bumps in is a very nice way of saying it. She got followed by a creepy guy and then decided to do all the gymnastics she learned when she was five, I guess. I don't know. I don't yeah, know she, she goes on it. She's like walking down the hall, uh, walking down the hallway. Well, alley. it's really the hallway. Uh, the alley. And by the way, of all the outfits she picked, she picked yeah, the one that made one. her look like she a mom. was a mom. She looked very frumpy. I don't know what was going on. Um, whoever was doing the styling that day, it's not, well, gonna, not actually, good. No, no, it, it made sense for the scene because the scene before was, I have, I'm a hooker outfit or I have, I'm going to church. So and she, she made chose something somewhere in between. In between so, which is a soccer mom. Was what yeah, kind of. So she knocks Angel down. And oh, oh, by the way, Angel is the uh, sorry, creepy guy that was man. following her by jumping on a pipe in the air, standing high up on the pipe. Not standing on her feet, obviously. She was doing a handstand. Excuse me. Handstand on a pipe. On a pipe that was over the alley, and then she swung down, knocked him down, kicks him down. And for a brief second, you can see Angel ducking a little bit, and then the next thing you being knocked over. Listen, the editing wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great, but I love that they just like, eh, switch that quick. Anyway, so he says that he is a friend. He's there to warn her about 
Um, the oh. mouth of hell, which is how the hell mouth, and that the harvest is coming, and he gives her a present, which is a silver cross. Um, it won't be. It doesn't. It's not revealed until later that his name is Angel, but it's it Angel. Angel. Um, and he was very handsome. And she says later to Giles when she finally gets oh, to the bronze. because bronze. Giles is at the high he school. He said, though, he was looking for her. He said, okay, no, no, you can't defend this. She goes in the club. I will defend Giles. She goes in the die. club, goes to see Willow because the nerd is even still at this nightclub. She again said she was looking for Xander and hoping Xander would come. So they can work on the math. Yeah, I know. Well, no, because she had a crush on him. But even still. He's at a high school thing. No, yeah, it's weird. Thing. It's weird. It's weird. They got the bouncers didn't think this was weird when he was going in. It's no, creepy. He's an adult. He's an adult with money who can buy alcohol. So of course for the bouncers are going to let. Kids. No, for himself. But of course they're going to let him. I in. said this or while we were watching it. Kids. This if show he was a cool librarian. <laughs> this show sets it up so that. It's not in El- it's not in California. It sets it up for me like it's in you Alabama. It's in Nebraska. Or Nebraska. It sounded me like And I was like, what what? It just I, just the blatant don't care. You, uh, everyone can come in. Wait, 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 wait. What was it about the high school, about the kids or anything that made you go, This is set in the Midwest? The fact that the no palm one trees? Can't. The fuck? Yeah, the the palm, I didn't see any palm trees. They right outside of the school. The, I'm sorry. With all the bad editing, I, I thought that was literally a staff. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying that the willingness to not give a shit about age in any direction, nor care about the education, not saying that Nebraska or Alabama does, I just, it would make more sense for me watching this than L.A. Why? I feel like they're more lax in L.A. so she can get away with, like, more stuff. I, I... I would think they have a lot more rules to try to follow. Well, anyway. Again. So, in the bronze, Buffy does find Willow, and she is there looking for Xander, waiting for Xander. And Buffy tells Willow to, like, seize the day, because life is short. You could die. You you know, you could die tomorrow, (laughs) blah, 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 right? So, then... Buffy sees then, then, Giles. Then she sees Giles. So she and goes she up to him. And admits it like, oh, did you get your friend to come talk to me? And he's like, no, no. my friend. And that was Angel telling all the info. And then she, they, he gets, I guess Giles starts making fun of her a little bit. Like, hey, you should be able to spot a vampire. No, what he's saying is, like, you need to take this more seriously. And um, if you're in a place like this. You should be using your your Slayer abilities to your Slayer senses. Oh, yeah, your senses. That's what she to has. Figure out, you know, if if anyone in here is a vampire. So she uses her fashion sense. And yeah, she like points ability. out a guy, and she's like, "Yeah, he is dressed horribly." Yeah, and, and Giles is just mad because she's right. She's right, but she also <laughs> notices that. He's with Willow. So by the time she gets down there, he's taken Willow out of the bronze, and they're on their way to the cemetery. Well, to her, it's the ice cream cream bar. bar, Ice cream bar. And he goes... Because we're in the 40s now. She goes... It's this way, past Hamilton. He goes, I know a shortcut. And you're like, it's the opposite through way. the cemetery. It's the opposite way. It's just over there, past that street. I know a better way. Let's go the opposite direction. Yeah. through In the dark, through a, a cemetery. scary cemetery. So he brings her into a mausoleum, of course, and, yeah. like, shoves her in there. And then... And Buffy sees Giles outside the bronze and is like, Willow left with some guy. And he's like, that's impossible. It's like, well, it happened. Where the wasn't Giles, they wasn't go? it? Um... I said Xander. Did oh, I say I thought... Giles? You said Giles. I meant Xander. Sees Xander. And he's like, oh, uh, unless he's a vampire and you have to slay him. And she's like, oh, my God, does everybody fucking know? And, uh... He's like, you're oh, not serious. Oh, because she up Cornelia. Cornelia. What? Oh, Cordelia. Cordelia. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's looking for this vampire that took Willow, and she sees a shadow, and it's Cordelia. Um, but Xander, she tells Xander, like, yes, I'm a vampire slayer, and where would they go? And he's like, wow, you're serious? She's like, yes. Like, she's going to die if if we don't find her. Um, so, so he believes her immediately because that's what you do in a well. She did seem like stressed. Um, Wait, wait, no, back up to that. When someone seems stressed, you immediately go with, "I need 
to kill a vampire in the Buffy universe. No, what I'm saying is, like, Xander should have noticed how Buffy was, like, stressed. Like, she was serious about Willow being in danger. Oh, just the fact that she's in danger, not that a vampire or anything is trying to kill her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. I thought you said, well, because she's stressed, obviously a vampire oh. has, taken, has taken your friend. Well, I was like, that's, what, that's the first conclusion? That's the first step? You know what? I'm stressed. Oh, my God. Is your friend okay? <laughs> she must be with a vampire. <laughs> she must be with a vampire. Let's go. She would normally go to the ice cream bar, but I think that's right next to the cemetery. No, actually, it's the opposite direction. I knew it. <laughs> um, also, one thing that happened at the bronze is we see Jesse talking oh. to Darla, who we know is a vampire. From the first, like, five She's seconds. She's the first, the vampire at the very beginning who killed the kid sneaking into but the But that kid school. has Ross energy. Is it just me? He has, like, Ross energy from Friends for, like, yes. the whole episode. Yes. Like, he's like he's mad Rachel isn't talking to him. Yes. All right. I just I felt like he was going to eventually do, like, the secret dance with Monica. Meanwhile, <laughs> under the streets of Sunnydale, the master is awoken by lesser vampires from a long sleep to prepare for the harvest. And in, in full leather, through blood. Full, when you come back okay. to life... You just show up through blood. Well, the master does. Well, what's funny is they, um, that shot is like, I think it's backwards. Like it's reversed because. He's going into it, but they reverse it. Originally they wanted him covered in blood, but then they realized how difficult it was going to be to film that way. So they just basically, they did the opposite, like. You know, they put they, him into blood once. It, right, but and they they revealed him. Yeah, like that was his last shot of the day, like being covered in blood. <laughs> right. No, like seriously. <laughs> um. So yeah. So anyway. Uh. So he still can't like get out of the Hellmouth. He needs to get stronger. Basically, meaning like being feeding. So he sends Luke to go get him someone to eat. Um, yeah, and he's like, make it young. Yeah, okay, can it be a young ca- uh, cantaloni? <laughs> right. So uh, Willow is in the crypt, and then Darla shows up with Jesse. Who's I got a hickey. <laughs> she, Thanks, Ross. She took a bite. She, she said she got hungry on the way. He's not dead or anything, but like she sucked a little bit from him. Uh, yeah, she took a pint. So Buffy and Xander show up at the crypt. <laughs> what timing? It's perfect. And like some television or some. Buffy is um, armed and equipped with her wit and her puns. And she and does. One steak. In one stake, and she does kill the the other vampire uh, who is with Willow. His name is Thomas. We we find out. Um, she kills him pretty quick. So Xander uh, helps get Willow, and, or well, Willow helps Xander get Jesse and get get them out. And Buffy is fighting. Um, Darla leaves because uh, she gets scared because well, Buffy. She, well, she tries to leave, and then she gets kind of beat up. What about the um, other guy? No, Darla leaves. And then Buffy is trying to leave, and Luke Luke shows up. Oh, yeah, you're right. Luke shows up and is like, go, and sends Darla. And um, he he's fighting with Buffy. And yeah. it's actually how the episode ends. Buffy is inside the crypt. this... It's not really a coffin, but it's like a, a stone... Coffin. Coffin, yeah, I guess. Stone coffin. Crypt. Crypt. I just crypt? said that. Crypt. Is that what it is? Yeah, is I think crypt? a stone coffin is a crypt. Whatever. I mean, the yeah. whole thing's a uh, mausoleum. Mausoleum, and there's usually a crypt but anyway, inside. Um, and she is in there, and then Luke, the vampire, jumps on top, and it he's going in to get her neck. And then, and then, it then goes, it's to be continued, right at his mouth. I don't yes. know why that's exactly where they did it, but that's where they put the to be continued part, right at his mouth. Exactly. Um, so that's how the episode ends. We did not watch the next one, but you know, we will, um, and we'll talk about it. I know it would like, it would kind of make sense to what, to do them together, but it's okay. I don't think I could have stand another episode. Well, you <laughs> asshole. Okay. I will say this. The first season is rough, is a little tough. Um, well, it's every actually, show in everything. The first season is well, pretty tough. I actually do like the first um, 
two episodes, like the the premiere, the whatever. It's it's not it's not bad. Why is like the rest of the show like very like paragraphy? Like there's a there's certain things happen in the beginning, middle, and end. No, every episode um, at the beginning of Buffy tackles a different subject. So it doesn't like the first season was just trying to establish what the show is about things, subjects that they could touch upon different sort of supernatural forces that are going to pop up throughout the show. It isn't until like, honestly, the, just the last couple of episodes that tie in this, the master shit, the other seasons, they have an overarching, you know, plot with a a big bad, as they call it. Like, there are individual episodes, obviously, that stand out in the seasons that have nothing to do with the overall plot. Mm -hmm. But in general, the show follows this pattern of, like, establishing a problem, and now they're going to spend the season unraveling this thing, and new things get thrown at them, and whatever. But season one, each episode is, like, almost like a standalone episode. Okay. Which is which is weird, but it, it it does help establish the subjects that they're going to touch upon throughout the series, and then it also does help introduce the characters. All right. Um, but yeah. So, what are your thoughts about the first episode of Buffy? It was like half a horror film and half a '90s commercial. Oh, I thought you were saying '90s comedy, but yeah. No, it's a '90s commercial. Like, like I would, I would not have been surprised if someone had a Kool Aid like juice box, like in between all the like. Oh my God! You know, there's a guy. I, I heard that Jin's been canceled because there's a guy in a locker. <laughs> Kool Aid. <laughs> like I would have been, been like, yeah, it's a Kool Aid commercial, or like some tennis would happen, well, and you someone know what's was so like, funny? oh, it depends. Like, I would have been okay with that. The high school, the exterior, um, and they do end up using, I think, other parts of the high school later, but the exterior of that high school, that is the same high school as Bring It On, I think Yeah, it's a show high school. Yeah, like a lot of, um, like 90210, like a lot of... it's like an old, it's a school that's not being used anymore. No, no, it was, no, it was a school. It was in session. They, wait, they used... They used a real school. There is a real school. So, well, like, if they had, just like... Just the exteriors. Yeah, just I know. The when they had, Yeah, I know. So, if they, they had... They would shoot on the weekends. Okay. What? I don't know. I thought, like, did they have other scenes that happened on the outside, and they just, like, I don't it? know. I wasn't there. I thought that... I, the way you said it, it made me almost think they just filmed the outside of the school Monday through Friday to see kids going in and out of school, not using them, and then, no, like, they, hey, they, No, no, those people are... They're actors. They're, okay, they, good. They, I was about to say, I thought they are just like, we're just going to film the no. school during the week, and then... I'll have to look up the high school. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a high school where, like, kids actively Went were to going school. to that school. But That's anyway. hilarious. We have a budget, so we're just going <laughs> to film this on the weekends. Is that cool? What's funny is, it's, I mean, it's, it actually is kind of fun that you um, mentioned the... Uh, the budget. They, I forget what actor it was, but there was like a guest star who was on Buffy who was talking about being on the show and how it was a little like high community school. high school community theater, like this kind of like slapped together type of feeling. He's like, and it was a little hokey, but it worked. Like it just, it, it worked. Um, it was randomisms that finally paid off. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Episode one. Episode welcome to the one. Hellmouth. The next episode is called The Harvest. So it will pick up where Buffy uh left off. Which if we didn't cover, uh that's when all the vampires are apparently going to harvest people. Yeah. That's pr- they gave really no explanation on that. No, they're not gonna explain they'll explain more in this one. Probably but, the next episode. I mean but. Giles was Looking at at the end of the episode, I think it was at the end, but he's like looking through a book and it's kind of explaining. Yeah, the it's essentially, yeah, the master comes in through blood and in full leather outfit, you know, making sure it fits. Got to be form fitting. Uh, Listen, just because you are the master vampire doesn't mean you can't have style. 
Yeah, but that doesn't really make sense for any of the other vampires that, like, you know, like, do they when they become vampires, they die in their outfit and they have to wear that for the rest of their lives? No, they change their clothes. So that means they have a choice. Yeah, they do. But That's the master right. doesn't. He just comes out of blood. Uh, well, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> I guess he, the master doesn't have the option to change his clothes. He but, just, well, what, if he, what if he came out and he was just like... In a, like, Iron Man costume. Like, there, a children's Iron Man costume. He's like, oh, God. Oh, no. This is not what I was supposed to put on. Like, that's what you get because you're the master. No. <laughs> I don't know why, actually. But later in Buffy, there's, um, there's like, a vampire club that they go to. There's some investigating. And Angel goes with them. And he's like, they, they don't know. Um, no, there's these people who are impersonating vampires. He's like, they don't know what vampires are like. They don't know what they dress like. And this guy walks by literally wearing the exact same thing that Angel is wearing. <laughs> Red shirt, black jacket, black pants. And everybody kind of like pauses for a second. I was like, that's, that's amazing. One thing I will say about Angel, especially on his own show, they do make fun of him. And he makes fun of him like right. a little bit. And I, but I do like that. But not so much on Buffy. He's so serious on Buffy. On his own show, he gets to open up a little bit. He gets to be a little bit more playful. But... Um, yeah, so we got introduced to all the major characters. Giles, one of my favorites. Of course, Buffy, Willow, Xander. Those are the what, the fearsome four. Those are the and fab Jesse, four. Jesse, the expendable. Jesse, <laughs> the red shirt of the crew. Is there like a red shirt of every episode? Well, no, we're going to test your theory. Oh, we're going to test my we're theory, We're going to test yeah. your theory that people in ugly clothes, awkward clothes or whatever, or bright. are bright, yeah. whatever, are going to are gonna die. Um, so, Jesse, we meet Jesse. We meet Darla. We met the master, Cordelia. Um, there are other people in Cordelia. She has what are called Cordettes. She has people in her posse. We'll meet them later. And one of them becomes important, like, throughout the series. Okay. So, yeah, um... I and thoroughly enjoyed rewatching the first episode. It was like watching someone watch you watch the first episode of your favorite TV show. Oh wait, it was. It well, was exactly that. Yeah. It's like she wasn't watching the show, she was watching my reaction to no, the No, I was I mean I was watching the show, but I was also watching your reaction to it. Um it is there uh would you like to play a game or anything? Yeah, sure. What do you got? What do you got? Let me go to our... Oh, yes. We now randomize a lot of things, so I never really know. Well, I do have the games spinner, and it can tell us what games that we're going to play. The Wheel of Morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson of the game that we're going to try to attempt to play. I mean, yeah. Pretty That's pretty much how it happens. Sometimes we try to play a game, and it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it won't let us play the game. Okay, game spinner. Let's see. Here we go. I assume that's the ending it's, part. That's not what I do. I'm going to put the sound effect in right now because it's like spinning. Oh. And it's going to stop. Oh, my God. I, I can't see the screen, so I don't know. Traumatizing tales from Kevin's childhood. Oh, my God. We're at that one? I forgot that was on there. It's time for Traumatizing Tales from Childhood with Kevin. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Okay, I can play so it. Last, I can no, do no. it again because no, that, was the, that, was, that was the last time we did one. That was fine. Uh, I did. Which one did you? You wanted the last time we picked. Um, the Dairy Queen story. The Dairy Queen story. Um. Traumatizing. Tales. I got. I got. I got one. I don't even think I ever told you this one either. No so, way. So, all right. So, this is just make sure it's not five hours long. This isn't traumatizing, but it was just explaining that we didn't grow up with a lot of money. <laughs> oh. So, for some reason, and I will never remember. Stephen, probably or my dad's gonna have to remind me. We had to go up to. Um, uh, we had to go up to Maine or New Hampshire or something. And we went up there for either someone bought a house up there, someone was there. So we went to this house. We picked the weekend that either the electricity went out, the plumbing was out, everything was out. This this house was just 
Probably just a house. It could it could only be like we didn't know what the hell was going on. I couldn't watch TV. Couldn't watch anything. But we went to the house, and we as kids didn't realize because we had our like I think we had our Game Boys or something at that point. Mm-hmm. But we're 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 slowly realizing there is no lights in the house. There's there's like just barely running water, and we had this horrible like the, the most enjoyable thing was we had to go down the street to a beach. That was didn't exist. It was just okay. rocks. It was the weirdest weekend of like staying at anyone's place we've ever had. And to cap it all off, we slowly realized that there is no plumbing in this thing. Was it? So was your mom there? I my mom was there. Okay. And somehow, like my dad had to go to the bathroom, and because there was no plumbing and because there was no nothing, they decided to go outside. And because it's their property and there's other properties around, you had to go kind of take a shit in the woods. But to make sure the shit didn't smell, they dug a hole, yeah. took a shit in it, and then for some reason, my someone was obsessed with the fact that it was going to be shit in the yard, so they put it in a plastic bag and just carried it around. For some reason, we just, I just, I distinctly know for like three How to four hours. How many days were you there? We were there for only like one night. It was like one, maybe you wanted two nobody nights. nobody else had to shit. Oh, we knew we could not shit. So we didn't, we like knew we couldn't do that. So we like did not. What like, the fuck? We're like, we walked in to no lights, no, no anything. We're like, nope, you have to not poop. We're like, got it. Don't poop for two days. Okay. What? To barely eat anything, no. whatever. And my dad couldn't help himself. He had to poop. I like. I think there was another house like they went to, or maybe they sent us. I don't know. I just remember my dad and someone else knowingly having a bag of shit with them for at least an hour or so, and we're just looking at this like, this is wait this minute. is our vacation. Like we we chose to be wait, here. Wait, wait. Your dad shit in a bag. Shit in the woods, and then they had to put it in a bag because they wanted to make sure it didn't smell. And then smell. he carried it around. Yes. But why would he carry it around? Be- because they were going to bring it to the trash of where someone else was, but they this weren't home make, yet. It, this doesn't make any sense. It made no sense to us as children. I can't wait to hear this story from your, actually from your brother's perspective, because I, he's a little bit older than He you. might know what's going on. Because I'm I remember sorry, my sometimes dad, you tell stories that are like... No, that's not what happened. No, but it's like, it's my interpretation as a young child. But I remember, like, having to not take a poop. You know what? At least <laughs> it's a funny story. It's like a funny poop story. And it's not traumatizing in the way of, like, my dad killed a guy. It's like, my dad took a shit and carried it around in a bag. <laughs> oh, my. As you do. Um, that was... So I hope that our audience <laughs> is. Thoroughly traumatized. Well, I was. I don't know what the fuck that was. I wish I could ask my mother-in-law about it. (laughs) We will. Don't worry. I'm gonna ask Stephen first because then he'll bring it up and just ask him the truth. Do you remember when Dad had his shit in the woods? And that memory will pop right back up. Well, thank you, Kevin, for traumatizing tales. you're, You're welcome. From your childhood, we went there. To have a vacation. Just Where you couldn't poop. <laughs> couldn't no pooping allowed. I don't think it was a weekend. I think we that had to go That does not home. sound like a vacation. That sounds like torture. That's like literal, literal torture. Not being allowed to go to the bathroom. Anyway. Yep. Um, I'm having flashbacks now. <laughs> I think we start. You want to know? You want to know? Now I know why. I remember us not having electricity because we started with electricity. And that's when it all went to hell. Because we were watching some Saturday morning cartoons. And then it went and out. And then boom. So it's actually probably all your fault. No, I'm just kidding. Um, right, unless Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were the reason why in Power Rangers. I don't think so. Well, thank you for joining us for our first recap of episode one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I am signing off, and I will catch... Fuck! What the fuck is you my fucking You keep slogan? doing it. You keep doing it. God. You keep doing it every time. I literally... I need to write it down. Um, <laughs> I, I love that you mess it up now. I'll catch you on the flip side. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. you catch you on the flip I'm side. I'm signing off, and I'll catch you... Okay, there's a frog in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I'm signing off, and I will catch you on the flip side. My dad pooped in the woods. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.